um, work with somebody who invests in themselves. You know, it's like if you're investing in yourself, only my knowledge and whoever it is, that knowledge is transferred to the people that you work with because they benefit from it. You know, copywriting is the foundation of all businesses, including online business. So any business on the face of the planet needs marketing. We all know that. And copywriting is at the heart of that. We don't know when our last day will be. And so make use of every single minute. I think the biggest mistake I see people making is wasting time. They act like time is endless. Are you feeling stuck, lost, tired, or uninspired? We've all been there, including myself. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that the best, unapologetic, and limitless version of yourself is yet to come. The Born Unbreakable podcast is here to inspire just that. With motivating guests from all different walks of life and around the world, their stories will empower you to unlock abundance and your unbreakable spirit. Do you need accountability? Reach out to me for a free consultation of how I can support you in reaching your maximum potential. Hey everyone, it is Coach Des here, host of the Born Unbreakable podcast, and I am launching Born a Boss Babe 90-Day Transformational Program starting in August. And I'm looking for 18 to 24-year-old young, confident women who are ready to step up and excel in life. What is the biggest difference of somebody like an Oprah or a LeBron James? It's having that mentorship and coaching. So if you're ready to supercharge your life, hit me up, des at bornunbreakable.com for more details. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I've been having so much fun this morning already talking to my guest who is phenomenal. This is going to be such an amazing episode. The energy already that I've built with her is incredible. Her name is Tarla Makayev. Did I say Makayev. Makayev. Gosh, <laughs> this is like my anxiety. My anxiety. Makayev. It's like so exotic. I'm like, don't mess it up. Don't. Well, she is incredible. There are so many things that she is. She's a copy queen, which I'll let her explain what that means, because you might be like, what does that mean? She's the founder of Iconic Copy Course, a published author, online business coach. And this is one of my favorite things, because I've seen so much more in this space is digital course creator. I feel like this is a space that people are wanting to learn so much more about because it's propelling their business to be so much more when they're able to teach and do a lot of the digital course stuff online. Um, so Tarla helps entrepreneurs with business strategy and growth. And what I love is also self-love because it's something that I think all of us are on a journey to embrace a little bit more. She's been featured in a lot of stuff, but just to name a few, LA Weekly, New York Weekly, Bloomberg, Influensive, and Influencer Daily. She's worked for marketing agencies in her prior life, writing for Hollywood studios and Fortune 500 companies. Um, seven figure, hi, hi, hello, like I, I didn't stutter there. Seven figure freelance copywriter. And I love the part about her empowering women because you know that I am about that life. And she lives in Los Angeles. And one of my favorite things that we have in common is dogs. She loves dogs, I love dogs. So she has two puggles, Bentley and Jaden. 
stopping for adorable. Like I can't even with those names. Adorable. Tarla, welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast show. Thank you so much for having me, Des. It's so great to be here. I've just enjoyed getting to know you even before starting a podcast. This is so awesome. You know, I and I have to start with your personal story because um you know, I, I, I was telling you that people usually come to the show to find inspiration on something that they're an area that they're trying to grow in. So they, they might be selecting this episode because they, they're reading something that says that you're a digital course creator, that you do copyright, and they might want to hear about that. But you've got a personal story. And I, I want to know about that because I think there's some things that you've experienced, which I have too, that um, I can certainly appreciate. So tell me, tell us more about you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we do we do share some things in common for sure. And one of those, those things is no longer having a dad. So when I was one, unfortunately, my dad passed away, which you know, which a huge huge thing in my life because. You grow up without a father and you know that there's someone missing. There's there's something in your life that's not there. And I was never formally diagnosed with it, but I've, I've since looked it up. I know I had pediatric grief because there were some baby photos where I looked actually sad in the photos, which is not normal because I had a great childhood. My mom was amazing. There was nothing other than not having my dad that was a problem. So that was, that was always something that was with me. Um, and that I think, you know, the sense of abandonment, even though my father didn't intentionally die, obviously he didn't want to go. Um, and so then, you know, I went through life and, uh, was painfully shy as a kid. Um, and, and as I, I got into college, I, already was kind of into the self-development stuff, I think, because I just kind of knew, like, I have to fix this problem because I won't be able to, like, get anything done later in life. I won't be able to speak up or do anything or be successful. So I immediately said, I have to take acting classes. So I minored in theater. <laughs> I majored in English with a writing emphasis, and I minored in theater to just get, I'm like, I'm going to force myself. I'm going to get on stage and get over the shyness. And people think now that I'm an extrovert. I certainly am not. I'm an introvert, but they they're surprised. I mean, I couldn't say hello to neighbors. It was it was bad. I, I people thought, you know, she's the B word because they're like, you know, she must be a snob because she doesn't say hello to us. And it's like, no, I was just really, really shy. And I don't know if that came from a lack of confidence, maybe from not having my father. I'm not sure what the correlation is. It does run a little bit in our family. But anyway, so I went through college, got over that. And then I go into an acting class at UCLA Extension, a soap opera acting class, because I'm thinking I'm going to pursue acting, even though that was just a minor. It was something I was really interested in then. And as I'm in the acting class, I meet my future boss who hires me at a marketing agency. How crazy. It's so LA, this story. I know meeting someone. So LA. <laughs> that's awesome. This soap opera acting class, right? But that's what happened. And then um, I don't even know like why or how he offered that to me. It was years ago or what he saw. And maybe they saw something in me. So I started working there. That's how I became a copywriter, basically learning on the job and then writing for the Hollywood studios there. It was an LA marketing agency, like more of a boutique agency, went on to an Orange County agency and basically realized like, hey, these clients, you know, they're making millions in revenue. I'm not being paid that much money. I mean, I topped out at like mid fifties. I wasn't this aggressive, like, you know, 
person who would go in and ask them, like, you need to pay me more money. I mean, I asked for a raise a couple times, right? But I really was just, I started in the low 30s, you know, your first job. And then I topped out at mid 50s. And I, I mean, I probably could have made more money if I asked more, gone somewhere else. But I just realized one day, like, I want to work for myself. My dad had been an entrepreneur. I think it was in my blood because I didn't know him. And so I was really into, I don't know how either, manifestation. It was before The Secret, it was before all of that. But <laughs> I know, I'm like, I think because I always would stroll the self-help aisles at bookstores like Barnes & Noble. And I was really just into bettering myself, I think, to try and solve the issue of not having my father and trying to like figure out life. So I found this copywriting book, something like How to Make $85,000 a Year as a Freelance Copywriter, which they revised to now say $100,000. It was by Robert Bly. And I had that book and I'm like, okay, I know that it's possible to make at least $85,000 as a freelance copywriter, have proof and evidence. Then I started creating uh, affirmations and I listened to them in my car on the way to work and back. I'm a successful copywriter. I'm a copywriter earning $85,000 a year. I'm a freelance copywriter, all those like variations. And I did listen to that maybe for three to six months maximum. I think more like three months. And then one day I went into my job. They kind of had this issue if you weren't there exactly on time. I was like three minutes late. They would make a big deal about that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I quit. I didn't intend to quit that day. I quit that day. I had been thinking about it. And then I made a couple phone calls, one phone call actually, and within two weeks, I had my first um, freelance um, copywriting gig, made almost $85,000 my first year working uh, 10 hours a week, so a quarter of the time. And then within the second year, it was like six figures, third year it was multiple six figures, and then became a, a seven-figure brand. But literally because I took a chance, so I always tell people like, take a chance, take a risk. You know what I mean? Had I not left, I'd st still probably be working in a corporate environment full-time and not be happy. How does everybody not be late in LA? I just wouldn't even understand. <laughs> well, it was it was Orange County, but it was like, I mean, give me a break, like still like a few minutes, you know, and this is the type of deal where, you know, you have a salary. So you work, I worked many times well past the hour when I was supposed to be leaving and nobody compensated me for that. And I thought it was very um, petty because really, were you more interested in the work or not? I wasn't involved in many meetings at all. And when I was, I was, I was there, it would be out of office meetings, but I was the writer. So I wasn't like the account manager. I wasn't on phone calls or face-to-face -face meetings that required you to be there at a certain time. So I just, you know, I don't, I'm a rebel. I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> it's really the fun. I love that about you, Tarla. That's what I love about you. Now, so some people might be asking, exactly because of just the definition so what exactly does it mean when you say you copyright what does that mean yeah great question um so a copywriter is a writer who writes copy and copy are the words in advertisements and marketing pieces so brochures websites any kind of print collateral anything don't kill me but anything you receive in the mail that's written is written by a copywriter all that mail you get but it's good stuff. If I mean, if it's written well, that's what could catch your attention. Yes, it's right? called direct response because it, it usually, if you get a letter, they're trying to get you to directly respond. Um, ads, social media ads are written by a copywriter. Any any kind of marketing that you acquire for your business, sales pages, emails, it's all written by a copywriter or you can learn to write it yourself. 
So many people want that. <laughs> There's so many people. And think about the age that we're in. We are in the online everything age. And one of the things I think that people want to gain momentum is to save themselves time because it's such a precious commodity. And that's why they hire somebody to do that for them. <laughs> so they don't have to spend all this time. Well, especially if let's say you don't like writing, you don't enjoy it. You maybe are just, it takes you forever or you're like, I don't know what words to use or I spell things wrong or just a lot of things. It helps to know that there is somebody out there in the world that can help me with this thing that maybe is not your favorite. Yeah. And that's definitely true. I think so. My position on this is like, I wrote for Fortune 500 companies. I wrote for big, well-known brands that everyone's heard of. I wrote for Hollywood Studios. They have the budget for copywriters. When it comes to small business owners, you don't often have that budget. Okay, you pay maybe someone to write a sales page once, if you have one product, let's say, or one service. But with the amount of emails, if you have an email list, you know you have an email list, you have to repetitively write these emails, then you're going to have to learn how to write or you're going to have to pay someone. But it's not, if you're hiring a copywriter who actually has expertise, it's not financially affordable, um, which is why I created a course to teach women how to do this themselves. Because you can hire people, but again, if you're not paying a lot of money, the likelihood is they don't have much experience. Because if you're an experienced copywriter, you're going to charge a good amount of money. And so you want to make sure that who you're hiring is experienced because otherwise you're not going to get the results. You're not going to get the, um, on the calls to action, you're not going to get click throughs and all the important things of having it convert. So what is your ideal client? Who are the people that come to you and what is it that they're asking you for? Yeah. So they're creative heart centered women who want to start and grow their purpose filled business online. So they're maybe just brand new to this. They're getting started. They, see social media, want to use, utilize it to create a business, but they don't know where to get started. Um, and then I lead them to scale their brand with copy that converts. Um, but the first step, yes, is, is the social media. But the thing is, is like people think to go to social media first, but I always say you don't start with social media, you end with it. Because really you want to have your email list in place. You want to have your lead mag in place. You want to have your revenue structure. How are you going to make money with social media? A lot of people are just kind of like, well, I want to start a business, but they don't have a plan. And so that's kind of what I give you from the very outset, because what I found is there's so many of these a la carte courses. Okay, here's a course on branding. Here's a course on social media, you know, and so here's a course on funnels. But you're like, at the beginning, how does this all go together? Like, I'm confused. I was confused and I was a copywriter, you know, and and I did more traditional marketing, so I didn't do social media marketing before this. So it was new to me. But how do you, and you know, like, how do you make this all come together? And if you don't really understand that from the beginning, you're going to be confused and wasting a lot of time. So my goal was to help women because I had that problem myself. And I first created a book and then a course on this to literally lead you from day one, selecting your niche, your target market, your personal brand, up through the email uh, list the copywriting funnels and then and then the social media. Let's set this all up first so you're actually collecting emails from the beginning because if Instagram or Facebook go away, you're screwed. If you are you only have one platform 
And you know what I mean? You build your following on Instagram, let's say, and you get up to whatever, 5,000 followers or more than that. You've spent some time and effort. And if they say, oh, you know, you you violated our community guidelines, which, of course, no one knows what, what the hell that means, um, <laughs> right? Because they say that sometimes. You're like, what did I do? <laughs> huh? Exactly. And then they're like, oh, sorry, your profile's gone. Like, in a millisecond, then you're going to have a problem if you didn't have that email list in place, you know, and be moving people to your own platform. Mm -hmm. I love that about the practicality, the thoughtfulness and the structure that you bring, because I, I think today, and, and I honestly, this is something I've been thinking about more and more, and it's, it's probably come up for me every week, is this culture of instant gratification right? It's like, I want it now. And there's so many benefits to that. You know, you go on Amazon, Instacart, whatever, you don't even need to leave your house. Okay. Like just, you could just stay home and do all the things that you want to do. But, um, so while there's so much convenience in that, there's also, I think, uh, this misconception when it comes to business that if you just have a following, then that's, that's everything. But you could have a million followers, but of those million, there could be like five that would actually buy something from you or do anything. It's not, you know, so it's not, it's not a one for one correlation. If somebody isn't engaged with your product or service in a way that's going to generate, you know, that you, you're monetizing your business, there's a difference, right? Than looking just like really popular or actually making money. So true. So. And what a lot of people don't know who aren't in social media is that it's often the posts with the least amount of likes or comments <laughs> where people actually reach out to you. So just because someone has a lot of likes and comments, those don't pay the bills. That doesn't mean that they're actually getting business from it. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. people kind of will judge from a vanity metric. Oh, look at all their comments and stuff. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You can have very few comments and be getting business. So it's really about attracting the quality versus the quantity, what you're talking about. Yeah. What are some of the common challenges that you find with the women that you work with? Because like you said, especially when it's new, I mean, the first question is probably like, just where do I start? And that's amazing that you can give them that, that push, that initial start what, as they go through. So now they've started, they're like, okay, I know I can do this. What are some of the things along the way that are barriers that you have to help people work through? Yeah, I think there are a couple things. I think there's first technology and then mindset. So people get hung up on the technology. Oh my God, how am I going to create a funnel? Like I don't have a background. I didn't have a background. I'm a creative person. Like what's a funnel? What? <laughs> okay, and so, so just so people listening know, what we're talking about is it's a micro website. So it's a sales page. You send someone there. So unlike a website, there aren't a million different tabs. So they can't be distracted and go to your about page and your contact page and your services page. There's literally one product that you're focused on that you're selling in a sales page. And at the bottom, there's like, you know, or multiple places through the page, there's big buttons so they can purchase. And it leads them directly down a path to a sale. But a lot of people get hung up on like, how do I create that? Or, you know, they worry about the technology, especially because I work with creative women. So they're on the creative side, right? And then the other thing is, is the mindset, which comes up, which a lot of people don't think about initially. Um, they think about it later, you know, if if they're doing the tactics and strategies and they're not getting a result, it's like always based on mindset. 
right? Because I have my tactics, someone else has other tactics. There's no one way of going about things. I mean, I have my way, I think it's the best way, but there's multiple ways. But you will see this as a repetitive theme, especially when you've been online for a while, people, it's their mindset. And for me, it goes a level deeper, it goes into self-love. So really, I say that in order to manifest, you have to have the right mindset. And in order to have the right mindset, you have to emotionally heal. Because the problem with, yeah, having these you know, positive affirmations, there's no problem with that. But the thing is, if, if you have some emotional, basically garbage underneath that, and you, you have almost like blocks, then it doesn't matter how many positive affirmations you say, you're never going to then have results from it. And that's where people get tripped up and they don't understand. And then you have these people online saying, oh, well, if you're just positive, just be positive, you know, and they're trying to, you know, like cheer you on. And it, that doesn't work because you've got to do the self work. Yeah. And that I, I think that people underestimate how much work that actually is. It's, it's, it's not just, I read this one book, right? Like it's, it's, it's not a, a, a little yellow pill. It's not just this thing that happens overnight, but it's a, to me, you know, when in this space, when you make a commitment to yourself that you have some sort of desire to commit, right? Like that's the, you know, the funny thing about life is you find yourself in, in situations like relationships and you're so willing to do everything for another person and commit, whether it's a romantic relationship, even a friendship and in your family relationships. But then we struggle to make this commitment to ourselves, mm. this commitment of I'm worthy. I deserve the time and the energy to love myself through the pain, through the hardships, through, you know, all, all of the ugly things that happen that are curveballs that we don't anticipate oftentimes, because that's just kind of how life goes and, and heal. Like, how do you actually Take the time to process the things that happen to you so you can feel whole, feel connected, emanate energy that vibrates, you know, in a positive way in the world. But that that healing and that vulnerability and that self-love is like such a journey. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's all about processing. It's about sitting with your feelings. And often we avoid that by eating food, drinking, doing things that are going to, you know, numb those feelings. And we've all done it. We've all been there at some point and done something where, you know, we're, we're avoiding our feelings, right? But those feelings will just like, almost like if you try to push a balloon underwater, it's going to pop right back up. It's going to, they're going to keep resurfacing those feelings if you don't deal with them. And a lot of people are like, what does this have to do with business? But it really does. Because if you don't have that space in your mind for your business, if it's occupied with all these other thoughts subconsciously, you're going to, like I said, have a hard time manifesting. And so I like to focus on forgiveness actually, because uh, really everybody can forgive someone. And I feel like that's the key to self-love because you can forgive yourself or you can forgive someone else. We've all had someone harm us in some way or hurt us in our lives. And when you hold on to that, you know, they say there's a saying about um, it's like drinking your your own poison, right? Keeping that anger inside. But I feel like that's one of the biggest keys to 
self-love, forgiving yourself for mistakes you've made um, and forgiving someone else who's, who's hurt you. And it doesn't mean condoning their actions. Um, what it means is, is just, you know, wishing them well and like releasing so that you can move on with your life. That doesn't mean they need to be in your life any longer, but that you can move on and pursue all the great things you're meant to pursue. Yeah, it's huge. Forgiveness is, that's its own journey too. And, and if there's such a weight that's taken off when you get to a place where you can actually do that, especially for yourself, especially for things that you may feel like you could have done differently, you could have done better. We've all been in a place like that. You know, I know you talked about losing your dad when you were young and we have that in common. I lost my dad when I was young too, but uh, later then in life, you also lost your mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't talk about that yet. Yeah. Um, what was that experience like for you? I mean, I, you know, I don't wish that on anyone, but we're all gonna go through it, right? Um, so I lost her in 2014. I was a caregiver to her, uh, for five to six years full time before she passed away. Um, and you know, it's all unexpected when someone becomes sick, she had had a heart attack. You don't plan for this. Nobody talks about this in society. We're talking about it now, but I wasn't prepared. Like I didn't think about any of these things. And, uh, I was the only child, so I have no siblings. So I wanted to be, be there for my mom as, as, you know, and I know that you're there for your mom. And uh, it was really important to me. So I'm glad that I spent that time with her. But yeah, losing her was devastating. I mean, I was in shock the moment that this happened and was like thinking, oh my God, my first thought was, oh my God, I'm really alone in the world. And a lot of people say, oh, don't feel that way. But you know, it's hard not to when you don't have any other family. We had extended family, but unfortunately they weren't really there for us, which I was surprised by when she was sick which was which hurtful. And that's actually how I actually sought out looking for forgiveness initially and started studying life coaching. Um, and that now I'm certified in that and combine it with the online business with, in terms of the love and the mindset and all that. But really, um, yeah, it's been a journey. You know, I, I still think about my parents all the time and, you know, it's like, you have to, you have to go on and you have to put whatever you're meant to your purpose on this earth. You have to put that out there and like, my, I'm all about like growing and contributing to other people. So my deepest fulfillment comes from like seeing other people succeed, right? It goes beyond money. I think we learn that as we get older. When you're younger, it feels like, oh, it's just about the money. And when you're older, it feels like, oh, no, but I really want to impact other people's lives. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's oh, that impact. It makes such a, it's, makes such a difference. Yeah and the transformation that we go through as human beings. Uh, you know, but one of the things that I, I know that you've, you, you mentioned the life coaching piece, and um, I know that there's some new exciting things that you're pursuing, but I'd love to hear from you how, and this is one of, one of the things that I, I really want people who are listening to pay attention to right? Because obviously Tarla's here and she's talking about copyright. She's talking about her expertise in her business. But one of the things that I appreciate so much is that you're continuously learning. You're continuously investing in how to bring other dimensions, um, human connection, your own personal growth into your business. And I think that pays dividends so much because people that work with you and partner with you 
see that. It's not like you, oh, well, I've just achieved all these things and now I'm the anointed one that gets to teach you all of this stuff, but you're, you're always a student too. You're learning alongside the people that you're working with. Maybe you're helping them with an area that you've gotten a little bit further in and that's why they've hired you to do something, but you're, you're on a continuous journey of your own growth. And I'd love for you to share, you know, what are some of the things that you're doing now to accelerate your business since the, the pandemic and this new, I guess, new hybrid age that we're in where we're kind of like feeling better about COVID, but still in sort of this very virtual world and, and finding our way back to this in-person space. Yeah, well, probably a little bit what we were talking about earlier, but, um... Yeah, I agree. Like we all have our self-growth evolution and no one's ever going to finish growing. We all have to continue growing and I'm, I'm big on that. And so I do invest in myself and I'd encourage anyone listening to always invest in yourself because yes, you can find things online for free, but it's not going to be the linear A to Z path that you'll find if you pay for a program or pay for even a book, a course, um, you know, or coaching number one. Number two, like um, work with somebody who invests in themselves. You know, it's like if you're investing in yourself, only my knowledge and whoever it is, that knowledge is transferred to the people that you work with because they benefit from it. Um, so we were talking about the life coaching and um, I actually have a few certifications and one I'm currently in studying in is Robin's Madonna's training, which is, is amazing. Um, to further myself in this realm, to help my clients. And then also, um, this is kind of a, this is, this is very, very recent. So I've got to announcing it like a little bit beforehand, but basically I'm going to be studying um, hypnotherapy um, through Marissa Pierce School um, and uh, rapid transformational therapy. So I will be studying that. And that's super exciting because, um, you know, it adds another dimension to the coaching. So a lot of our issues can be, we can say they, they lay in our, they lie in our subconscious. And I know for me, I've done the talk therapy, which personally for me did, did really nothing. And I did that for years. And I think because you can just regurgitate the same negativity. And so you're not really advancing. That's just my experience might be different for other people. I've done EMDR therapy, which is eye movement and desensitization reprocessing, which is great for trauma. And that was great. I had to stop prior to COVID. I've done direct neurofeedback, which is not therapy, but it's a biofeedback for your brain. I've done that for anxiety. So I've done a lot of different modalities. I'm pretty well versed in this area. I've done others that I haven't mentioned, I think. Um, so I uh, know that a lot of people go to hypnotherapy as their last resort and they're desperate. Nothing else has worked for them and they just want relief from whatever their issue is. And so my goal in studying this is to incorporate it with the life coaching as, um, you know, an extra, if anybody wants some extra help with uh, for their business, with their online business, they want success. And it's like, I, you know, nothing I'm doing is working. And it's like, okay, hypnotherapy. And it's not only hypnotherapy, let me just add, but that incorporates like CBT, um, NLP, psychotherapy, a lot of different modalities. Um, and so, yeah. So anyway, I'm really excited. Um, by the time this airs, I will uh, be a student of that. 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I, I think it's going to add like a whole other layer. And even for me, it's just my own self growth, you know, self hypnosis, which I've been doing on my own, but not through a program, you know, which I think is just reprogramming your thoughts. Because if you listen to the news or the negativity, even from people, you know, who maybe tell you, you can't do this, you can't do that. You've got to constantly be um, combating that with more positive thoughts than negative thoughts. So that's affirmations on your bathroom mirror. That's affirmations on your refrigerator. That's um, put those affirmations everywhere. But also, you know, I'm all about the brain trainment. I mean, I could talk about this forever about um, binaural beats and like reprogramming your subconscious while you're sleeping as you're dozing off is when you're most suggestible. And also if you're doing other activities like washing the dishes, going for a walk, and you're not focused 100% on the words, that's when it's more easily absorbed into your mind because you're less resistant. That's amazing. We all need to have yeah. that. Can you imagine yeah. your sleep? <laughs> Having this, these, these, oh my gosh, that's, it's incredible. And congratulations, you know, for, for doing this and to, to grow personally and also to grow your business and, and make mindset such an ongoing priority because it's, 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 I, I, I was, I wrote a blog post the other day and I was talking about seizing opportunity and it made me think about coaching and this space that we're in. It's like a mental gym. Now, most, so much we think about the gym of the physical gym, like we're going somewhere there. It's tangible. You could pick up a weight. You could get on a treadmill. You could work with a trainer. You could dance and you're, you're doing this stuff to your physical body. But for some reason, when it comes to our mental ability and strengthening it, strengthening it, our mindset, it's harder to quantify and talk about because there's 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 so much complexity to it and and it's it's actually a lot more work than just the kind of work that you do when you're doing the the physical work i think and so I, it's important for us to to share even as coaches how we are investing in ourselves how we're investing in ourselves um so coming full circle to come back to your to your business um, when somebody is got their business up and going, they've got the mindset because now they're, you know, they're, they're doing the work. What would you say is kind of that, that step to sustainability before people kind of can fly on their own, you know, and then maybe you're just periodically checking, checking in with them. Like, what is that, that last phase of like, launch you know look like where people are really sustaining their their businesses successfully yeah so as i mentioned scale your brand with copy that converts so um i have a course on this iconic copy and really you know copywriting is the foundation of all businesses including online business so any business on the face of the planet needs marketing we all know that and copywriting is at the heart of that so um, I say empower yourself with those skills so that you can always write your own copy. Um, no matter what you want to do, you think of a new program, you suddenly want to be a coach. Well, you can write the sales page. You don't have to pay, you know, four figures to a copywriter to do that. Um, you know, anytime you want to write an email, like I mentioned, the ads for social media, anything you can think of, I say become a great copywriter and that will serve you in so many ways in your business. 
So I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this because we we mentioned it when I introduced you uh, and I was excited about this part of digital course creation. What would you say to a person right now that is in their business and that's the next step where they're like, you know, I got my expertise out there. People call me for it. They see what I'm doing, but now I'm ready to take that next step. I have all the all the content that I would put into a course, but I, I have no earthly clue. Like, do you need a, a platform for that, that you have to integrate into your website? Like you have to make worksheets. How do you, wait, what? Like, how do you even start creating a digital course? Yeah, so this is actually something I, I, I coach on that I can help people with, but essentially digital course is, you are organizing it. You, you start almost like it's a book. So you'd have chapters for a book. So you have modules for a course. You can kind of think about what would be in a linear journey, you know, A to Z. So what would be the big major milestones, right? And you can kind of use post-it notes to do that. And then you just start creating the content. You put it, you know, everyone has a different way of doing it in an organizational fashion. I do um, videos with slides, with audio, um, beautiful visuals, because I have a creative base of clientele so that they love the visuals. And I think it's most appealing that way. Um, you should include transcripts because of um, ADA, which is the um, American Disabilities, uh, I believe it's Association or Act. And um, so that everybody can, can utilize, whether it's video, audio, all that. Um, not everybody complies with that. I'd say 90% of courses don't have that, but really you should have the transcripts. Um, then you, you know, you would include, like you said, worksheets and stuff. And there's tools you can use. You could use Canva for that. For the course platform, I like Kajabi. There's also Teachable and there's other options. Um, you know, software, there's, there's Keynote for, you know, presentations or PowerPoint or ScreenFlow or Camtasia for the recording. You've got to edit it. There's definitely a few steps more than I'm, I'm saying. So you want to start by, you know, figuring out your niche, right? And then your target market. And so there's, it's a multiple step thing that would be too long for us to even discuss on here. But, um, you know, that is why, you know, I, I want to help women with this because it's one of the best assets. If you think of a course, it's like a book or a movie, you create it once and then you just sell it over and over. And sure, you can update it. If things change a little bit, you want to add a module, you want to kind of revamp the whole course, re-record your modules. Like you can always do that freely but also you have something there that maybe you've repetitively said the same information on Facebook lives or wherever, Instagram reels. And now it's like, oh, you take all that information, you put it in one place so that people have access to it. And it's, it's not, you know, one video here, one video there. It's all in one place and that they can revisit it over and over. Obviously I give like, well, I don't know, obviously I give lifetime access and lifetime upgrades. So every time I add something new, no matter, you know, what you paid, because obviously over time you'll raise the price of your course as it becomes like more valuable. You, you know, you get more authority and you add more things, but the people who paid, you know, from the beginning, who were the founders with you, they get access to all those wonderful upgrades too. So I just, I can't say enough about digital courses and I wish I knew about them a lot sooner than I did. Yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant. It's evergreen. Yeah. Okay, that's the terminology that they use. It's that evergreen information that lasts that you could refer back to. And those are the, the, those are the important things. I mean, that's, and you're right, just like books. 
just like if you read that Tony Robbins book or Mel Robbins or, you know, whatever it is, it might be five years later that you're going, oh my gosh, there's a thing. There's a thing. I know it's in that book and you go back to it. And that's the beauty of courses. And so I do think it's one of those things for anybody who's listening, that's even pondering this, maybe you're at the beginning stages. Uh, Like Charla said, it does take work. It's not like you figure out all the steps overnight, but it does pay dividends. So it's more work up front because you do have to figure out the content, the platform that you might be using. If you do wanna get creative and do both videos and you know worksheets and things like that, but it's worth the effort when you create something that is adds so much value that is repeatably available to people over and over again. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say, Tarla, about your coaching or the work that you do before I ask you a couple questions about you personally? Yeah. So, um, I think I mentioned, you know, I have a book and a course. So the essential guide to your first month of online marketing is the book. And then the course is social star. That's the companion accelerated course to the book. So that's if you're just getting started and this is all going to be at my website. I'm sure we'll have that link somewhere because no one's going to know how to spell my name, but it's tarlamakayev.com. And then once you get that all, you know, situated, then I have a copywriting course launching in the fall, iconic copy. Um, And then coaching. Yeah. So coaching now is, you know, with online business. However, really I'm more focused now on, I have the courses and everything ready for you to study. And I'm focused more now on, and I can still help with those questions, but really more the mindset and the self-love to partner with the digital courses. So when you coach with me, you get access to all my, my digital courses that are available at the time that you sign up. So you have all of that in a course already, but then I'm really helping you um, mostly with the mindset and the self-love part so that you know that you can do this and we can work past those blocks. So you don't find yourself two or three years later after you've studied all these tactics going like, why isn't this working for me? Because a lot of people end up searching for those, those uh, self-development tools later. They do all this stuff up front and then they're like, oh, wait. And I'm like, no, wait, let's go back to the beginning if possible, because then you'll save yourself time and energy and heartache and all that. Start it all at the beginning. And I do, I do think that's the game changer. Honestly, the game, anybody, and here's the thing, anybody can't, that's why not, not every person is an NFL player, right? Like not everybody makes it to Tom Brady, Joe Montana, whatever level, because it's easy to start something anybody right now can go oh my gosh i want to start this thing first 90 days it's the best thing ever i love it this is awesome and then you find out it's hard (laughs) you're like wait what i have to keep chipping away at this if i want to get more money more clients and and all this stuff and that's the difference is if you start by incorporating the mindset early at those points when you want to give up throw in the towel call it a day you find the perseverance the grit the resilience the fortitude because you've developed the mindset and now you utilize the resources and you put it all together but that that's such a missing part of the recipe what you're talking about so i think it's amazing 
that you're bringing that together. And it isn't just the, here's, here's a website, here's a funnel, have at it, and then assume that that equals success by itself. Yeah, and what you're saying is so true. I mean, I think, especially with online business, I was surprised by how, how hard it is. And I, I don't say this to discourage anyone, but I say it because <clears throat> I want to be truthful with my audience and with people. Like, this is not just like you throw up you know, a sales page and then have a million customers, right? There's a lot that goes behind the scenes that I think there are too many people making it look, you know, on Facebook ads, like with big homes and big cars and making it look like it's super easy and it happens overnight. And it is a journey. So you have to be willing to hang in there like any other business. I mean, to be honest, this is way harder than when I started like freelance copywriting. I mean, that was way easier. So I want to be honest about that because like, I only want to work with people who are go-getters, who are action takers, who are willing to put in the work. Because like you said, if you're only willing to be here for 90 days, forget about it. You find something else. Cause it's, it's, we can all attest to it's, it's, there are those, you know, one and done stories of like, they were online for a few months and suddenly had this huge falling, but that's like the minority, not the majority. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Huge. That's so, so amazing what you're doing. So I want to ask you a few questions. People get to know you a little better. And my first question for you is what makes you unbreakable? Oh, I love that question. I love it. I'm resilient. So I, it's my spirit. I mean, you know, I think also my belief in God, you know, I'm, I'm Catholic. And so I feel like with God, anything is possible. And, um, you know, no matter, also looking back, it's like, no matter how hard, I mean, the hardest moment for me was losing my mom. And no matter how hard things get, if I'm able to get through that, I can get through anything else. I know then I'm unbreakable because that was the one thing that I thought would break me. And it, it nearly did. Uh, I won't lie, but I made it through and I'm still here and I'm still standing. So, you know, never let a temporary even, even death is permanent. Okay. But never let what mostly are temporary circumstances in life stop you or have you make any kind of permanent decisions. Like keep going. That is gold. That needs to be replayed over and over. <laughs> really? That's so true. That's so true. Tarla, what is a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? Yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but really like self-worth. I think we've all had that at some point. Uh, we were talking about this mantra, I am enough. And, you know, from kind of, I've had issues with abandonment, you know, because I lost my dad and my mom and they didn't willingly leave, but still like, you know, someone's left your life. It's a huge loss. So I think you don't realize, like, I didn't even realize this until years later, but like that can affect your self-worth, especially if like that person was very loving. Like my mom was always like, you're the best, you're the prettiest, you're the smartest. And if you don't have that anymore, like you have to find that within yourself, but we all need community. We all need people who support us. And so that has definitely been something like, can I do it? You know, even though like I'm a go-getter, like I've had those moments. We all have. If anyone ever says they haven't had a moment like that, they're a liar because we all have had a moment. We're like, I'm not good enough. I don't know if I can do this. Like, even if it's in passing 
And then you just keep going and you just go like, I know I can do this. Like, that's just a fleeting thought again. Just forget about the fleeting thoughts, the temporary things, like just keep moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. What about on the flip side? What's a superpower that you have? Something that you're really good at that you're proud of? Oh, wow. Superpower. Um, I would say my compassion is a superpower. I feel like I have a lot of compassion towards other people. And um, I'm definitely an empath and one of those highly sensitive people where I feel energy around me so intently that I've literally been out in public in places. And sometimes I had to walk away because I could feel someone's energy. And I wouldn't, I'm not claiming, like, I wouldn't say I'm some, uh, like, you know, intuitive or something like that. But I'm just saying, like, I feel people's energy. And I think, like, that is a power. A lot of people will say, oh, it's a weakness to feel your feelings. But as you and I know, it's not. It's a power. It's a strength. Because that means we're in touch with our emotions. So, so many people in the world aren't because they are trying to stuff them down. So I consider that a superpower because I think like the world needs a lot more kindness, particularly now with everything that's going on. Yeah. We share in that, that empath. Oh my gosh. It, it, it is. I do think it's something that is really special. I do think it's a gift of connection. Uh, and, and I found, and I know I've talked about it on my show that on, on the, challenging side of it is when you have this gift you also have to learn about boundaries because of you can take on the energy to a point where then now this energy of someone else is depleting yours because you you know you take it on like it's your own and and so that's that's like an important part i think of the of the the process of, of what it means to, to have a gifting of being an empath. It's a good thing. You just have to harness it in a way that's healthy, you know, for you, although it's mostly good for other people. Right. So I think that's, that's a really, really important part. What about bucket list? What is something on your bucket list? You have such great questions. <laughs> um, I'm an adventurer, so I'm trying to think of what I would do now. It's like I've been, not that I would do this again. I went because it was my friend's birthday, but I've been skydiving once. That that was enough for me. Um, I'm trying to think of something adventurous that I'd like to do. I mean, I definitely want to travel a lot more places in the world. Um, I have been a bunch of places, but I'd love to go to Australia. I've never been there. So that's definitely one thing I'd like to do. Probably go to all the different places, the Great Barrier Reef and Melbourne and Sydney and um, all the beautiful places there. And I'm just trying to think right now off the cuff with an adventurous activity that I'd like to do. Oh, gosh, what is that when you're on? I can't even think of the name of it. Zip lining. Maybe zip lining would be next on my, my list of things. So I've done a bunch of adventurous things, but I haven't, I've, you know, done that. So maybe that would be on my bucket list. Flying through the trees. Why not? I want to hold a baby koala in Australia. So oh, how cute. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Yes. Oh my gosh. I, th I, I got a Pandora charm bracelet recently 
And uh, I was telling, you know, I had such this awesome connection with this lady that was putting this bracelet together for me. And, you know, it's personal. That's like the point of why you get those. Oh, it's got like my birthstone on it and all this stuff. And I was telling her about this, uh, this whole thing. Oh, I want to go to Australia and even adopt a koala and like, and she gave me the charm for free. <laughs> Of the, bear, of the koala bear. She's like, now you can have it. And every time you look at it, it will remind you that you want to go there. I'm like, thank you. But so we share in that. So we'll have to, you know, <laughs> arrange this, this bucket list thing together. Yeah. Um, but there, yeah, there's amazing things. So many amazing things to see over there. Um, Tarla, if there was one last piece of advice that you could give to anyone listening right now, what would it be? Go after your dreams. Never think it's too big, that you can't do it. No, go after whatever you want. Life is short. We're not here forever. We don't know when our last day will be. And so make use of every single minute. I think the biggest mistake I see people making is wasting time. They act like time is endless. They don't pursue what they want. They want to do the digital course. Oh, I'll do it next year. Next year turns into five years from now. Or, you know, they want to have their social media business and they just wait. And I see a lot of people waiting. And I'm like, are we waiting for Godot? Who are we waiting for? Because like life is, I, I think that's the one thing I can appreciate so much having had my experiences and I knew life was short. My dad, you know, from the minute I was born almost because he was, I was one when he passed, but then losing my mom on top of it really solidified that. Like, you don't know how long you're going to be here, do what you need to do. And also use your time to impact other people. So don't make it all about you. You're going to learn if, if you're not already there, we're all going to learn right at some point that, and I just started learning this. I feel like more recently, maybe in the last 10 years that, Really, like the, the biggest fulfillment is through it's the highest growth level of like getting to the contribution phase. Um, and this is actually part of Tony Robbins, um, his six human needs. But this is this is the truth. You know, that is where you feel the most fulfilled because we're here to impact other people, not only like create lives for ourselves. And when you do that and, you know, other people are, are doing great because of your business or whatever it is that you teach them you'll just feel so much more whole inside and just so great that you're impacting other people in their lives. So it's really for me about the impact and the influence and, and the income, but all three of those. That is, that is the cake topper right there. You, you couldn't have said it. You couldn't have said it any better. And that's the, I was telling you, I'm in a program too that just started. Um, it's an Ignite Your Inner Author, working on a book. And we were talking in our group yesterday about impact and contribution, the exact things that you're talking about. And I do think it's, it is the highest level of place that when you get to, that's, that's the, the top of the mountain. That's that feeling. And then you just want to keep climbing more mountains so that you can figure out how you can continue to contribute in, in different ways and how much more meaningful it is. Like what you said earlier, it's not about you or it's not just about you. It's about you, not just you. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's amazing. Well, well the more, most important thing, question is how can people find you? 
How can people follow you, keep up? If something really piqued their interest listening to this interview today, whether it's digital course, whether it's copy, whether it's coaching, maybe it's all of it. How do people, and I'll make sure that whatever you say is in the show notes, but but tell us where to find you. Yeah, so um, my website has everything at tarlamakayev.com. Um, but you can also follow me on Facebook or Instagram at the Tarla Makayev. I'm really a lot more active on Facebook. You can, you know, I'm friendly. You can send me a DM. Um, I'll say hi. But yeah, and inquire there about anything. My website kind of goes over everything that I offer. And um, yeah, if you're creative and heart-centered and a woman, then, and hey, men too. I have some some guys buying my courses and stuff. I tend to focus on the women. But, you know, then seek me out and we will chat. This has been amazing, Tarla. Thank you so much for taking your time, your energy, your presence. Uh, you you bring so much value to the world, and I'm just so grateful that we we've shared this space and I've had an opportunity to to get to know you and all the things that you do. Thank you, and likewise, thank you so much for having me as a guest and putting this amazing podcast out there and helping people. I appreciate. It. Awesome. I appreciate you. Tarla Makaev, such a fancy name. I can't believe I messed that up earlier, so bad. One of the most beautiful souls. I, I'm an empath, just like Tarla, and when you find that energy that you align with, it is really magical. I could have easily talked to Tarla for four more hours and thought it was five minutes. Amazing. I love her story, her energy, her commitment to her craft, seriously if you want expertise and copy in marketing and digital courses this woman is the real deal reach out to her and i'll tell you what i'm in my journey of digital course creation and it's it's a lot there is a lot going on with that and if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur just know that it takes time. It takes time to build anything. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, uh, what product or service you are out there promoting, selling. It's This is a, a purpose-driven commitment that you're making. And just know that it's brick by brick, day by day. It is, is not overnight. But with patience and and perseverance and and that grit, you will succeed. You will get there. You will. Do a little bit every day. And one of the biggest things I appreciate is Tarla's commitment to her own self-development. If you commit to yourself that as you're building your business, you're always learning and you're always growing and you're showing that to the people that work with you, that humanizes you. It humanizes that you are somebody that is on a journey just like everyone else. And and I really reflected on this after I went to a a Lewis Howes event. And uh, I I, I was in a course, uh, and and actually we were talking about marketing and and things things like that. And and, uh, there, there was just this conversation around no matter where you are in life there's going to be people in front of you that you can learn from 
and there will be people behind you that can learn from you. So you're always in a position of learning and teaching and you just continue to move and move and move in your journey and in your experience. So just remember that. Doesn't matter where you are in your business, in life or in your entrepreneurial journey right now, or whether it's just, it's a side hustle, it's a passion project, or it's a full-blown business that you're trying to create. There is someone that you can help and there is somebody that can help you. Just know that. So reach out to Tarla. I know that you might not memorize how to say, say or spell her last name. So absolutely look in the show notes, follow her on social media, follow her website, reach out if you need help with any of the things that she has to offer. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow Born Unbreakable. And I just appreciate you being here. So much excitement just about my own journey of growth and being able to do it right alongside with you, the vulnerability that we're able to have in this space as we're, we're learning together is, is so marvelous. Remember that you're your only limit. So take action today and I will see you next time for the next inspiring episode of the Born Unbreakable podcast.